I V M. Hello and welcome to the Habit Coach podcast. I am Ashtin Doctor, your Habit Coach, and this is part two of our conversation with Harshil and Ayush. And we are talking about understanding the mind, understanding focus, understanding meditation, and understanding how you can level up. So make sure you listen to part one and then come and listen to part two, so you know what we're going to be talking about. So you were talking about kindness. What is this kindness funda that you were saying? You you said that there's a way in which you can actually cultivate it. So let's say this is my understanding. I'm breaking it down in my language. Of course, there are two ways to get more from life. One is discipline, which includes meditation, taking care of body. Second is serving, serving and so discipline and serving. Yeah, hmm. this is how I've broken down inside me. When you serve, hmm. somewhere in your brain, you are breaking the boundary between me. And you, you are challenging minus and minus somewhere. Every service has that. And the more you serve unconditionally, let's break down the definition of service because it's important. Service means acknowledging that you are instrument of flow of some energy, rather than you are giving someone something. No, I have this thing which I always say: give is my god, but whatever I am giving, it's not me. It's through me. It's very important to understand. It is not mine. It is through me. Through me. I'm Krishna's flute. Hmm. Let's just say some more, not Krishna's, divine's flute. Hmm. Okay. And someone is playing through me. Hmm. So this is the definition of service, which I made peace with. So every action you do with that intent, you are channel to something bigger than you. You unlock more potential, more quality life, more potentials in you. And that's the two way to get more from life. Hmm. We were discussing. Let's do an experiment to see how this works. Let's say whatever I am saying, it's you who is speaking, but that recorded voice is coming through me. So you will start noticing that everything I am saying right now, if you visualize that, is more clearer, louder. How to put it? You are more in the present. You do this activity in like various part of your life, and you will notice more. You break down this. Barrier the difference between you and me. The more present you are, I do one more activity which really helps. Let's say I go to a crowd and I feel out of place. I feel extremely out of place. So this is what I do. Doctor Strange, are you fan of Doctor Strange? Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is what I do. I see everyone and I visualize for a moment, and it really helps. I visualize everyone is Ayush only from a different universe. Mm. That scene where all the Doctor Strange from all the universe is here, and my breathing pattern. my calmness i need to feel it not just think it feel it like incantation level feeling like feel it in the bones and suddenly the color will start appearing more darker or more alive let's say we are talking i will start feeling ki i'm you from let's say earth in some different galaxy now more connection i can talk my heart out because i'm talking to myself only so there's these small hacks which i've been practicing to bring that knowledge of difference in boundaries and egos into action and it really works yeah Try i think that. it's such a interesting practice because it really encourages active listening you know so it's also going back to certain universal truths we all in some way in love with our own voices so the moment i start looking at you and whenever you're speaking i hear the voice that is coming out from you as my voice that is a great way to be able to really absorb what you're saying with much more focus coming back to your earlier point about focus you know it's a great way to absorb with much more focus it's a good hack but what it's starting to do is that 
the moment you're on that journey, it increases the interconnectedness between people because the more carefully I listen to you, the more invested you are in serving me with that, with what you're saying again. And then the more I listen more carefully and I see myself in you, I start to kind of reduce the biases that I have may, may have about you. I start to reduce the preconceived notions that I have about you. And then I start becoming over the long run, you know, because of the increased interconnectedness, I can serve you better. And then if all of us are serving each other better, then that, you know, really is the resonance at the larger level, which is then what's the fun of it to be able to resonate together at this large frequency. So I think that's really, I mean, it's a great tool and I learned it from him. So this is one of the many things I learned from him you know, in this journey. Amazing. This is what I was trying to say at the start, you know, about the detail orientation. Even with life, he will codify it into a tool. So that is the fun part of uh, dealing and, and, you know, building things together. And then put the heart away. And then put the heart. And then the, no, and then put the mind away, put the put heart, the heart in. Put the heart. Yeah. That's the secret. Hmm. What Saloni Suri said, you're not high in life. It's a cliche. Hmm. Everyone says it. But she said it from the heart. He listened it from the heart. And mm. the cliche got unlocked. Mm. It integrated mm. in his presence. Yeah, It's very important. That unlocking of cliche knowledge mm. is very important. That's actually. a very good way to put it, yeah, actually. So it was something very interesting that happened. So I'd gone to Leh Ladakh. I was climbing a high altitude mountain. Finished the mountain, come down. We're in the bus on the way back. And in the bus, it passes through these steep valleys. Mm. I am scared looking out <laughs> at the potential of this bus toppling over. I'm meditating. And in my meditation... I get one, you know, instinct, gut feel, message, whatever, saying that from now onwards, don't charge for anything that you do. Just give everything away for free. You're doing God's work. Just continue. Wow. Right. Now, that is a freaky ass thing to happen. Yeah. Especially to a business person. Yeah. Right. So, matlab dhanda. Like, what will I go and do back? And I come back after my meditation. My friends who are sitting around me say that, Ashton, you look like you've seen a ghost. What happened? So I was like, guys, I'm just like still processing this. Just let me figure it out. And it's one of those things. It was a definite statement without a potential option for debate. Okay, mm. fine. Come back to Bombay. Call up my accountant. Say, Matlab, what to do about this? He freaks out. Call up my finance consultant who works in my business. What to do about this? He freaks out. I was like, okay, chalo, this has happened. Let's go for it. Call up all my clients one week later. I gave myself one week to process. From now on, don't charge for whatever it is. How much ever you want to use me, use me, but no more charging. And from all the clients, none of them used it. Right? They all stopped working with me. It was insane. So suddenly from being busy through the day, I had now complete empty time. In that empty time, finished writing three books. In that empty time, started working at NGO. In that time, all this other stuff that was what you were talking about, kindness-oriented, giving-oriented, service-oriented, started. Which earlier on, didn't exist because by that mm. point of time for the coming year I had already made one million dollar plan how will this business scale to this much and all of that which completely got trashed and it's so interesting the journey you can be on when you A put the logic aside when you start listening to yourself or strange things like this happen to you mm. so while you were talking about the whole kindness thing this reminded me of this story so I'd share it yeah, it's would... a great story and then uh, I'm curious to understand what happened so, you know, that one week later, but I'll let you finish and then we can go back yeah. into that story. I had like a thought. It's very important to understand this give mentality very carefully. You need to give it to others and give it to self. Hmm. There should not be hypocrisy in giving. What I does that have, mean? What I mean by that, if you're really equal, right? 
the variable you will be optimizing is x amount of energy to someone and x amount of energy to self. You are a third person. See it this way. Let's say I'm Ayush. There's a different identity, let's say, a evolved identity and six people in the room. This evolved identity needs to give six people equally, not just five, excluding me. So it's my responsibility to treat myself the way I treat others, also treat others the way I treat myself. It goes both ways. So I have a perspective on this. Yeah. It's very interesting that energy doesn't go and come from nowhere. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So when you give something for free, you're not necessarily getting back the same thing in the way that you would have normally thought about as payment energy. It comes from strange places. Yep, it comes. And that's the point of it all, right? So by default, it's coming back to you. Hmm. Right? Even though you're giving, by default, it comes back to you. The strangest things start happening when you are in the process of just giving. This I'm saying because I had a friend who hmm. I discussed this with. And there are people, since we are in a platform, there are people who have this cute habit of being nice all the time. Mm. It's not natural. It's just a people-pleasing mindset. That's why I added this mm. small disclaimer. Treat everyone equally, yourself and them. Mm. Because I've seen people who just not fair to themselves. That's the thing, right? It is people-pleasing. Huh. So one is giving. Mm. The second is treating yourself the way you would treat others. Yeah. Mm. That is the key difference. So are and you why? treating yourself the way that you would treat others? Are you talking to yourself with the same compassion that you would talk with somebody else? Yep. Mm. Circles in your scheme of the different shapes, circles have this problem. Yeah. Right? They'll, yeah, we didn't actually finish all the shapes. We didn't finish all the shapes. But like a circle will actually empathize but not necessarily empathize with themselves. Yep. Mm. Right? Yep. So it makes a big difference there. Mm. You yeah. were saying something. No, I, I was curious to know more mm. about this story. What happened inside of that meditation that you felt that it was not a debatable discussion? There might be people listening to this who've just started their journey and they're like, hey, I got a thought. And then I followed through with that. But how many years in were you to working on yourself to create that firm environment to say that, look, I will listen to this? You know, what are some of those signs for you to say that, yes, I have to listen to myself for this? Lovely. So this is not the first time it's happened multiple times. In fact, the whole habit coaching idea came from a meditation. Hmm. Another high altitude track. Again, this Leila Dak is a place where, matlab, this is scary. I'm not going there again. <laughs> All these life-changing things happen in meditations there. So I was in Leila Dak. We just finished climbing a mountain called Stokangri. Hmm. This was... 15, 16, something like that. Hmm. 17, God knows. And again, on the way back to Pangong Lake, we're driving on this road, scary road. I'm freaking out. I'm meditating. I told my friend, I'm meditating. I'll see you at the other end. Hmm. In that meditation, what is habit coaching? What is the brand name going to be? What are the six different fundamentals that we're going to focus on? Who is our first client going to be? What are the different things that you're going to charge for? ta Download. So the interesting thing about when you are in this state is that there is no question of debate. Mm. It's not, is it a good idea or a bad idea? Is it not that I should be doing this instead of this? It is not mm. that should I be thinking about supplements instead of nutrition? You know, it's just a very clear catch, 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 catch mm. kind of thing. Mm. So came back, started habit coaching. So that was three, four years before this. Hmm. Got lots of clients and then this happened when I was thinking of scaling the business beyond just, you know, Helping people, how do I make more money from this? Because I was saying that what is my success parameter at that point of time? Mm. So then money had become the success parameter, which is what I think somewhere something wanted challenge me that. to change it or challenge it. Mm. So the freaky thing is that even for the last two, three years that we've been doing no charging, money has been coming in. 
from the strangest places. Hmm. So it's not that the company is in a loss or anything like that, which is what we expected it to be. But money comes from strange places. Opportunities come from strange places. That hmm. would never have popped up if this hadn't happened. Hmm. Right? So it is a very interesting... Yeah, it's very interesting. The way that it happens. And to rightly to put what you said is that how should a person doing this say that, huh, I'm not going to quit my job because suddenly this happened in one meditation. Hmm. The idea is that if there is doubt, it wasn't something that came from the yeah. meditation. If there is doubt, right? Mm. You can freak out with it. Mm. You can feel scary, but the doubt doesn't exist. Mm. You feel completely taken care of yeah. in that process. That's so important, right? That feeling of doubt. Is there a a level of fertility that you need to have to be able to receive that? Or is it just, it could happen to you the first time you're doing a meditation or, you know, how do you The fertility that? surrender. So how deep can you get into the point of surrender? I'll give you another example. Two weeks ago, two, three weeks ago, whenever Jay Shetty was done, hmm. so I had the opportunity to interview him. Hmm. So everyone at IBM said that, Ash, Jay Shetty is coming down. Why don't you reach out to his team and ask them? So I said, cool. So because we share the same publisher, HarperCollins, I messaged HarperCollins saying that, listen, if you want him to come on the podcast and talk about his book, please happy to. So they said that, no, it's being handled by the international. We have nothing to do with it. Hmm. One day before his launch in Bombay, I get a message at six o'clock in the morning. So I'm working on a podcast or something. So I'm awake. Message pops up saying that tomorrow, would you mind interviewing Jai Shetty at the Taj for this particular event? Hmm. I was like, mind? Of course. <laughs> but the point is that when they said no, I said no problem. Surrender to this process, right? Hmm. Instantly said that okay, fine. Now to interview Jai Shetty. So quickly. First buy his book, finish reading the entire book in that one day hmm. and then go and interview him, right? Hmm. So it is this, it is what is the goal that you want? Which is the direction that you're heading? What are the activities that you will do for that goal? And then finally surrender. So it's exactly like the Gita, right? Like surrender yeah. the outcome. Detached, beautiful work. Correct. Detached from the outcome. But you know the goal and you know the work that you have to do. Hmm. It is not just, hey, I've just detached from everything and I'm going to through, through life. Hmm. It is not that. It is hardcore action. Hmm. And then you detach. Hmm. To your question, Joe Rogan puts it very nicely. He says that we all are antennas. And the maintenance of antenna is good lifestyle, good thoughts, good sangat, all that thing. Hmm. all the cliche knowledge the maintenance of antenna is all the cliche knowledge and there are some aliens he uses aliens I would say divine knowledge or I would say randomness they throw ideas when he was in Himalay at that point of time his antenna he, I'm pretty sure you would have done some good his maintenance of fused, your antenna yeah, yeah. maintenance of your antenna and that place hmm. is charged so someone would have downloaded that entire information in him hmm. and that's why it was there's no doubt because it was well thought hmm. by someone. It's how he puts it. Hmm. And regarding your point about surrender, it's hmm. a very interesting topic, which we, I'm actually struggling with understanding this surrendering a bit. The question is divine will. Is there free will or there's no free will, which is a very interesting topic, which we can touch upon if that's the scope of the podcast. But there's this visualization, which Mohanji, one of our teacher in Bhagavad Gita class, he is part of Govardhan Eco Village. He made me do that to understand surrender. It's a great visualization. If we want to do, we can do it. It's a great visualization. Okay, very great. Close your eyes. Mm. Okay, this is a caveat. If you are driving, please do not close your eyes. Right? <laughs> if you are in a situation that's dangerous and you want to do this along with us, please pause, 
get into a place park on the side of the road and then do this yeah this is true service to the listeners you have to know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> close your eyes hat <laughs> shay <laughs> i'll try okay let's start with driving only imagine you are driving the car right and there's a right turn and you want to take a right turn and you turn the car the car turns right then there's a left turn you take the left turn and the car turns left then again you take a right turn the car turns right again you take a left turn the car turns right then you take a right turn the car turns left then you take a right turn the car turns right now let's restart this thing it was very uncomfortable i know when the turns were wrong now you are on the passenger seat you're not on the driving seat the car is kind of autopilot mode the car takes a right turn the car takes a left turn the car takes a right turn the car takes a left turn the car takes a left turn the car takes the right turn now this come back simple so what happened it's okay this is what it is that uncomfort feeling that resistance to give up i don't have a better word but that aversion to not believe that the car was driving itself is what we need to contemplate on is what is where is lot of wealth of knowledge that comes from effectively what was happening the car was going in the way it had to at certain points your will and the car will was in the sink. same sink and you thought you were doing it at certain point it was not in sync and you give it to say that god's will effectively everything is i think it's a god will because i understand it from a probabilistic point of view i've broken down and it's a very complex probability maths that makes it very things are not in our we are not in charge we are always in the passenger seat now we have two options either to enjoy it or to make fuss of it i have this like we discussed in the bhagavad gita class i put this tweet that i have 33% equity in whatever i do but with 100% responsibility please understand responsibility and ownership are two different thing hmm. since you are channel whatever happens good or bad you have certain equity like but responsibility you need to be responsible full responsible to conduct this thought process acche se hmm. so this the hmm. resistance that comes is an interesting segue to aristotle right mm. because aristotle says the key to happiness is to believe that you have 100% free will so you know this 100% responsibility that ayush talks about is actually the 100% belief that you have free will so you may you know to, to take the example of the you know the car is a different example but in all our actions even though we may not have 100% ownership over the outcome it's still our responsibility to behave every single moment and therefore act at every single moment from our highest self to be able to deliver that every action that i'm doing will have the ability to shift an outcome and therefore i do that every action from my best possible self you know what you spoke about earlier also about giving the work giving the work giving the work with as much strength as you can so i think you know that's where the two combined there's this uh, and I, i think the summary the statement that he puts i really love it which is that i have 33% equity in whatever i do with 100% responsibility mm. i think that's a very good way to put it at you know within the free will debate also correct it's so nice because and what you said about ownership right ownership is what we think about it it's like i want to own everything mm. but that's again from an ego point of view when you're coming from when you're doing the surrender part you're realizing that there's an ego and then there's a surrendering of that ego yeah. and there's a surrendering of whatever it is that you've done to yeah. the ways of the world yeah it's really knows. tough it's really tough it's very hard yeah 
but it's hard only when you stay in that intellectual mind hmm. right it's very hard when you're constantly caught up in that mind saying is this right is this wrong is it right is it wrong is it right is it wrong hmm. but hmm. when you flow through life there is a certain aspect to that flow hmm. and there are certain times when the flow is fast there are certain times when the flow is slow hmm. right if you're agitated when the flow is slow guess who's agitated you hmm. right who's frustrated you so understanding this knowing when to flow knowing when to not is the key aspect of all of this yeah All right, we're going to come back to the podcast after a quick break. Welcome back to the Habit Coach podcast. Let's continue. You know, coming to this also the point of agitation or you know, Ayush and me were discussing the other day, he put a very good point. He said, you know, if anyway the purpose of life is to flow, then why is it that as human beings we don't have a alarm bell that hey you're not flowing hmm. you know why why are we built like that so it's a good good like exasperated question and uh, you know another friend of ours om he put it very nicely he said that you know actually you have the alarm bells they're inbuilt in you so every time you get angry it is an alarm bell for you to show you that you're not in flow every time you get jealous it's an alarm bell for you to show you that you're not in flow every time you get anxious it's an alarm bell to show you that you're not in flow and then you know this whole cultivation of thoughts the good thoughts as well as your practice around your meditation your meditation practices effectively what is it doing to you you know whether if i had to borrow from the mindfulness school your mind is gone somewhere and you're kind of pulling it back to the center and then you're going again and you're pulling it back to the center so that moment when you're anxious and if you prepared your mind to say that look you're anxious i will let you be i will observe it for what it is but now i'm going to bring you back to the center to this place of flow that's really where the magic starts to happen for us to be able to do be within our moment to be within that area of focus so i know we've gone through many many layers you know to the point where you started around focus but i think ultimately a lot of it dies and dials back down to this stuff absolutely i like what you said you know when you think about anxiety the issue with anxiety is only the struggle of not wanting to be anxious Right, when mm. you think about it, the anxiety is anxiety. Okay, fine, you can have anxiety, mm. but it is the struggle of saying, "Why do I have this anxiety? I didn't wish I had this anxiety." Look at that person; he doesn't have anxiety. That is where your brain goes for a complete toss. Mm. Right? If you are in that anxious moment, knowing that you're in the anxious moment, enjoying the anxious moment, mm. can you enjoy that anxious moment? Mm. Right? There are times when you're like, oh, "What's going to happen?" What's And a happen? great way to enjoy that anxious moment is to look at that anxious moment as a signal. Mm. Again, like that smile in Correct. the meditation. What is it know, telling me? Yeah, what's it telling me? And that you know, hey, it's actually first and foremost, I'm grateful that that anxious moment has happened because it's telling me that I'm not in my flow. Correct. So that itself is a trigger, positive reorientation to the brain, saying, "Look, ah, cool, you caught that. You mm. have picked it up. Full marks. Ah, full marks. <laughs> and then within, I mean, obviously, when you're within an anxious moment, you got to like let that moment flow, like you said. But I think the other, you know, that this hacking of the mind with respect to the full mark orientation of it when you're in an so called negative emotion hmm. is a very interesting way to look at it yeah when you feel jealousy ah why am i feeling jealous hmm. what is it that that person has that i want right what is it that i feel there's a lack in me for hmm. ah okay this is interesting now can i be appreciative of it hmm. right hmm. and it's so interesting to go through this thought process your co-founder hmm. anvir he started hmm. his podcast right supremely well right off the bat hmm. so the first thought i had was damn why is he doing so well Right, mm-hmm. instant jealousy happened, and I then went back and I said, "That's interesting. I'm normally not jealous. Why is it suddenly feeling jealous?" Mm. And I realized 
And I said, okay, what I'm going to do is I'm going to message a close friend of his. So Sarvesh is a friend of his. So I messaged Sarvesh and said, Sarvesh, please tell him he's doing such a fantastic job. Love what he's doing. Amazing. Hmm. Jealousy disappeared because now I appreciated what it was that he was doing, not I wish I had what he had. Hmm. And that change makes a big difference in the hmm. mind. Right. Hmm. So that's interesting. We were discussing before the podcast why it's important to empathize all these vices. Let's say jealousy. Hmm. I think... It's all our animal brain hmm. which makes us do that. Let's always to explain this, I say, let's go in the forest. Hmm. We are not that evolved to live in this society. We are still evolving to live. We are a forest people down the line. Still, it hmm. will take us 200 years to live in this information bubble. So when I was in forest, everyone was in forest. Everything was a limited resource. Hmm. Everything meant survival or death. For example, let's say this. This podcast, which example you took in the forest, how it will play is, let's say there's a tribe thing and uh, there are like two podcasters there. If one has more follower and the another doesn't have, there's a chances of breakout in long run. The brain will feel in the tribe. At that time, it will appear very real in the forest because there's a limited resource. So it will feel that I'll be out of the tribe. Once you're out of the tribe in forest, you're not going to live. You're dead. Similarly, let's say there's this jealousy in relationship, possessiveness in relationship. It's a very interesting origin. In jungle, during that time, there was no DNA test. It's very hard to determine who this baby is. And each baby is an energy investment of 15 to 16 years, a huge commitment. So what happened was this possessiveness from men's side came. That I will protect my women because it's we don't know whose kid it is. It is, and I don't want to put that 15 years part of my life and energy to uh, make someone else's DNA flourish. And from a woman point of view, the possessiveness was I want resources for my baby, so I don't want the attention of my male partner to divert because again, limited resource for the men to give. So all these things started from somewhere. If we read more about all the vices, anger, fear. All it will go down to the animal brain. That's why I said before that we are, I think, 100 to 200 years hmm. away from a mental evolution point of view to live in this society. Hmm. Where there I, is abundance. There's hmm. too much. All the problems we will have now hmm. is a problem of abundance, not problem of lack, hmm. which Mohanji mentioned, which is a very nice way to put. All our health problems right now is too much food. Yeah, hmm. It's not too little food. Nobody's hmm. dying of famine. Hmm. Right? It's, it's an interesting thing. We're dying of overeating. We're not dying of famine. Yeah. So, you know, the, the other thing is, to as you're speaking about the animal mind, I want to come to, you know, the, the mind of ours, which hmm. we can really weave together really well. So as we've been studying this, you know, one is the animal brain and what we've been studying is that within the chakras also, as if you look at it, you know, the third eye chakra that we see is actually with respect to the structure of our brain, it lies at what we call the prefrontal cortex. Correct. So now I'm oversimplifying, but the prefrontal cortex is the seat of your character. Hmm. It is, it's, it's the where, newest part of the brain. It's the newest part of the brain. And, you know, again, to the point which is evolving from the animal brain to, you know, the abundant brain, mm. if you may. And this prefrontal cortex defines for us, you know, the intuition, you know, the ability to sense beyond. Your character effectively is built at the prefrontal cortex. Mm. And then, you know, you've got what you have as the crown chakra. Mm. And right 
you know around the crown chakra is basically the you know the spine which is connected through the central lobe of our brain connected to our hands to our ears to our mouth now what we call a more integrated person and not an animalistic person is where who we really are and our actions are in harmony mm. so this process of meditation again with the science what is showing is improving the connectivity between the prefrontal cortex and the central lobe so who you act as who you are correct and therefore you are less animalistic and you know that is where that's the seat of it really that's the crux of the matter which is to be able to find yourself increase the connectors in your brain mm. between who you are supposed to be and who you really are mm. and really grow into who you're supposed to be and who you really are so all your actions you know all of the stuff that we spoke about which is using your work as an action to give and all of that this is subset of yeah it's in harmony to all of that so mm. that is the you know and i think that's the that's the real inflection point with respect to human evolution so while it may take 200 years perhaps it can be faster or can be speeded up with stilling the mind correct uh, and you know really allowing the mind to form into the shape that it's supposed to for this new world absolutely this brave new world your superman yes amazing fantastic thank you so much for coming and having this podcast with us and yes thank it's you it's been a very interesting stimulating journey yeah how can people find out more about what you're doing tell us where they can connect with you continue this conversation check out your app etc thank you thank you for allowing us this opportunity to share that we are on uh, www.levelsupermind.com we are on the apple store and on the google play store you just put level supermind you'll find us we are the one with that 4.7 4.8 rating <laughs> so people are like yes if you like us if you have feedback i can tell you one thing about our team is that you know they we call them sharks mm. and they are the moment you leave a review if it's a negative review we will call you up we will solve your problem and we will then after solving a problem request you to move Remove it up it. Nice. no move up move up move the up. rating <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah that's us level supermind and then we are you know i mean all of that on that website you can find us amazing at all the other places your instagram handles mine is ayush misfit a a y u s h m i s f i i t or you can oh that's a nice i i t you know it's a defining it defined me i didn't i don't like to put it everywhere but there's something that defined me so i want it in my identity you can find me on linkedin i'm more accessible okay uh, on linkedin lovely ayush, yeah uh, what's your surname ayush ayush anand a a y u s h a n a n d lovely yeah And Anand, always Ati Anand. Ati Anand. And your Instagram? <laughs> Mine is Harshil J Karia hmm. on Instagram. Lovely, awesome. Thank you guys for joining. Thank you. Fantastic. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Now, if you like this podcast, don't forget to check out other interesting podcasts on the IBM Network. You can listen to us on ibmpodcast.com. You can also follow us on social media. We are IBM Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to reach out to me, I am at Ashdin Doc on Twitter and Instagram. You can also go to my website awesome180.com. Now I have just published my first book. It is called Change Your Habits, Change Your Life. Please do check it out on Amazon and wherever else you get your books.